If you would like to support the show, head on over to ProWrestlingTees.com slash Rob Weathers, where you can pick up one of several t-shirt designs, including the brand new Main Event Heat podcast shirt. That's ProWrestlingTees.com slash R-O-B-W-E-A-T-H-E-R-S. ProWrestlingTees.com slash Rob Weathers. up everyone thank you so much for tuning into another episode of the main event heat podcast i am your host rob weathers and holy shit have i had an eventful week let's go ahead and start with the big news so the big news here you know i've ever since i started the show i've had a lot of people it's seemingly every other episode i've had people message me and say hey can i listen to the show on youtube and i've always had to tell them no well now you actually can check out clips from main event heat on youtube right now I was waiting until I hit a milestone. I wanted to hit 100 plays overall. Basically, once I had 100 plays on all the platforms that the show is available on, that's when I was going to release some stuff on YouTube. I don't have full episodes on YouTube, but there will be clips because the idea is, you know, maybe if you don't listen to the show on Spotify or Apple or wherever you check it out, you can get some clips on YouTube, and if you like it, come over to one of the other platforms to check out full episodes. But yeah, like I said, I wanted to wait until I had 100 plays, so I record this this uh, this preview video for the YouTube, and I'm talking about how, hey, we just hit 100 plays, thank you guys so much. Not like a day or two after I record that video, I check my analytics, and the number was 150. And then I woke up this morning, I'm, rec- I'm recording this intro on Saturday the 25th. We're over 200 plays now. Holy shit, did I immediately date that preview video the second I recorded it. But yeah, this is awesome. The show is doing really well right now. We finally, this past week, Main Event Heat finally charted on the Apple Podcast charts uh, for the pro wrestling category in America. That's that's fucking huge. Thank you guys so much that have been listening to the show on Apple. I really appreciate the support. It looks like some really cool shit's gonna happen here in the future. Anchor, if you're listening to this, I've been looking at the stats. I know that this show is available for ad revenue now, so let me go ahead and get some of that ad rev money, buddy. But that's been just, the, the show is doing very well, and thank you so much to all the listeners that tune in every week and listen to my bullshit. It really means the world. You know, it's I wanted to do the show just to do it, right? Like, I've, I've talked a little bit about this before. I was coming off of doing another podcast for several months, and I couldn't just fathom the idea of not doing another show. So I recorded the first episode of Main Event Heat less than a week after I got let go from the other podcast. So I just... I wasn't doing this for any kind of monetary gain. I wasn't doing this because I wanted people to listen. I was just doing it because I wanted the outlet. I I didn't want to go without. That was the one thing that hurt me leaving, you know, the Talk and Shop group was I I just I loved having that outlet. I loved being able to express myself in this way. And that's really all that that mattered to me at first. Uh, I got a few friends were listening to the show, and then they told a few friends. Now it looks like there's actually a pretty good bit of people listening to the show, and that's just, it's given me a whole nother reason to keep this show going. Thank you guys so much. It means the world to me. I'm going to put you guys over, 
every single week. I promise. That's this this means so much. Thank you guys so so much. On a more personal level, I got to I got to have some fun last weekend. If you guys checked out last week's episode, I did a watch along to the original NXT brand in 2012. Recorded that a little bit earlier than I normally do the podcast because I spent last weekend in Nashville watching the Impact tapings at Skyway Studio. This is the first time that I have been to Skyway. Really, the first time I've been to Nashville. It's a really cool city. I had a good time. I was there supporting my good friends, Zicky Dice. Uh, I got to see Doc Gallows, my boss, for the first time in a few months. Hopefully, there's. Uh, I've actually been hearing some stuff that Lariato is going to be coming back here in the next couple of months. So fingers crossed. Can't wait for that. But the show, it, the the shows were great. It's really weird. Like they film stuff like way out of order. Like if you guys watch this past episode of Impact that aired on Thursday, there was stuff that they filmed Friday night. Saturday morning and Saturday night that was on that show. Like like the matches were all over the place. It was really weird. Like and and as a fan sitting there in the crowd, it was so odd, like just trying to figure out, okay, where the fuck are we right now? This is so damn weird. I also took a little bit of a bump at the tapings. Uh, there was a match that is going to air next week. There's a tag team match and Tennille Dashwood, let's just say at some point somebody hits the guardrail. I already gave that part away. It was Tennille. Tennille hits the fucking guardrail right in front of me. And instead of the guardrails being locked together with the hooks that are on the end of them, they just had them zip tied for whatever reason. Cardona broke the first zip tie whenever he went into it on this past week's episode. And then Tennille hits it on next week's and she breaks the other zip tie. And whenever she does, the guardrail just flies back, knocks my wife on her ass. She fell back into her chair. I was sitting down. The guardrail just goes straight into my knee and I couldn't walk for like three days straight. It fucking sucks. We actually wound up missing the Sunday tapings, partly because, you know, we wanted to get home in an orderly time, but also I I couldn't really walk. So, (laughs) but Outside of that, it was a great time. I had a really good time seeing a lot of my friends. Uh, it was so cool getting to see people like John Schuyler and Zicky Dice, who I've worked with so much, getting them, getting to see them have this big platform now. It meant the world to me. John has so much fucking heat with that Nashville crowd. Everybody, the second, he doesn't even need to open his mouth. They want to boo John, and I'm so happy for him. He's, oh my God, the dude's just a fucking heat magnet there in Impact. I'm, I'm I can't put them over enough. But all of that was great. I had a really fun weekend. And speaking of impact, I interviewed a really good friend of mine for this week's episode of Main Event Heat. He actually had a stint as a cameraman for impact during the Kenny Omega push to the championship program. He was there. I think he was there right as Kenny debuted in impact around hard to kill. And he was there up until Kenny won the belt. So he got to see some really cool storylines play out right in front of his eyes. And I've worked with this guy quite a lot in Lariato. He is pretty much the only cameraman that we trust to do anything at that promotion. He's worked countless other promotions across the Southeast. He is a really good friend of mine. He is a damn hard worker. Ladies and gentlemen, this is my interview with my good friend, cameraman TJ Burks. Man, I remember DeMario was having a fit over that shit at that show. It was one of the days of uh, Summer Sizzling. Yeah, the three-day, yeah. He was, he was saying that to Scott, and Scott was losing his mind. He was like, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> I was like, day hey, two. Yeah. Day two, he was, because we started <laughs> late, yeah. He even screamed at me, and I was like, damn, Scott DeMario just screamed at my <laughs> We were talking about it, like, because me and Brett were standing behind the curtain for, like, 10 minutes waiting to go out, and Scott come over talking to us. And I, my, one of my favorite things ever, they were playing um, 
what was it fucking staying alive i think was playing over the loudspeaker and brett comes walking past me he goes jesus is fucking tracy smothers about to walk out here or something and then me and him laughed about that and started talking about you know fbi and and ecw and then not a minute later scott the comes walking next to me and brett goes holy fuck is tracy smothers here <laughs> so so something i wanted to talk to you about i'm glad that you know you brought up scott Demore. you recently or not, i guess it was a few months ago now but you had a little stint there at at impact you did a you did a, a little shot for them it's a few months ago right may no was it april may. It, it was all it went back to the impact it was a three-month run though oh you it was when you were there when kenny picked up the belt from from rich right yeah, I did. I let's see. I uh, I want to say it was March, April, May, or February, March, April. I'm terrible today. So yeah, three months run. I did Rich Swan, Kenny Omega program. That's pretty much my 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 stint with them. But yeah, that was wild. Like it flew by. Like I couldn't believe it was already that long. Yeah, I was. I I went out there for the first time last weekend. They had the the these tapings out here. Skyway. Yeah, that's so that was my first time over there. It's a neat little spot. I I like it. I, it looks right. a lot bigger on TV. Man, that place is it's so labyrinth theme and huge. Yeah, I got lost in the my first. <laughs> I just sleep in that place. My first run. <laughs> I remember you telling me that that you were getting some problems with a with a hotel, even though there's like a half a dozen fucking hotels right there next to this fucking. Yeah, place. That was weird. I don't know what that was about, but um, they wouldn't do a hotel, and uh, you know. Josh Matthews was like, well, you can, you're gonna, you can sleep in your car. And I'm like, well, it's a blizzard. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Josh man. Matthews, dude. Yeah, man. He, you know, yeah, wouldn't, wouldn't, wouldn't you do a hotel? That was rough. But like, I'm used to sleeping in my car and stuff. But it was just supremely cold. So at first, the studio wouldn't didn't want me to sleep in there because it was, I get it. There's a lot of expensive stuff there. Oh, and it's yeah. eventually, they, the first night, they, they kind of, you know, bet and let me at least sleep in the studio. And that was that was kind of like a mix of like psychosis and childhood amusement because you know I just shot for like eight hours straight. It was like twenty something matches that day. The days are like, long. Yeah, it was my first run there too. So it's like I'm used to big budget production in the rush. That wasn't a problem at all. There's like man, all this stuff going on. And so it was like, man, the whole day I'm there, I'm just like, man, it's like I don't know where I'm gonna sleep. Cause it's like I don't know I might have to sleep in my car, but I'm just like so exhausted i found a couch i think in one of the editing bays that's where i ended up uh landing after being in the uh skyway studios late 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 at night um i walked around though and just kind of like looked in like you know all of everything it was like i'm in the impact zone it's like 2 (laughs) a.m it's so it's so wild because like as you know from being there and i i definitely finally getting to see this new production up close because the last show i had went to was their last touring show the one in atlanta um beginning of 2020 and it's it's a big it's a big budget production it's it's a big fucking like what they've got going on there is nothing short of astonishing but like it's so wild that this guy they brought in to film this fucking crazy show like they can't even be like, here, here's a couple of bucks. Go to the fucking Super 8 up the road. And what's funny, yeah. I'm glad that you brought up Matthews there because I could just imagine him now seeing him in person like that. A lot of people, I'm not going to say any names, but uh, I talked to a lot of people because we have a lot of friends that also are doing little stints there backstage and security, this, that, and the other. And uh, it's fun. Nobody has anything nice to say about Josh. Apparently he's just a dick to everybody. <laughs> yeah, like he's... He's super hot. Like, here's a, Josh Matthews, one of those people, man. He's weird. Like, 
He's been in the business a long. He's one of those people. He's not like solely a dickhead and like solely an angel, you know. Because it's like he's one of those people where, yeah, he will clamp freaking hard down on you. You know, he won't give you a hotel room. He won't pay you what you think you're worth. But then it's like, yeah, at the same time, I get it. I've worked with a lot of producers and films that were like just like him, you know, just tightly wound. Like you know, this is all that matters. This is all a machine, and you're a cog. And it's like I get it. He's capable of being a really nice guy, believe it or not. Like he showed me, he brought me sushi one day. Oh shit! He's like, hey man, I got some sushi here left over. You want? Wow, Josh, you're really fucking confusing to be around. (laughs) I mean, I get it. I've been around guys like him, where it's like when you're on the job with them, yeah, they can be pretty fucking nasty. Then out of it, not so much. I mean, I'm not not like defending him being an asshole at times. We're all assholes at times. Yeah, he's a super high-strung dude. For sure. <laughs> as much as as um, much as I love Gallows, and he's I'm I'm honored to call him a friend and a boss. Yeah. There's days at those Lariato shows where uh I think he really doesn't fucking like me. Like the <clears throat> we talked a little bit about that that July 2nd show, the one that was such a mess and got called off from being filmed and everything. I went to go walk up to him whenever he got there because I had something for him in my car that another worker had asked me to bring him so i go up to him when he gets in because he gets in super late which was weird he's usually there way before me he gets in super late and i go up to walk up to him hey brother i got something for you in the car just completely kayfabes me and then i go to walk up to him later because i had a friend of mine in town at the show and he's just fucking got this grumpy puss on and just doesn't want to talk to me and i see it by the time we get to the end of the show we're good but like just throughout the night, I was like, God, Drew's being kind of a dick to me. And then we pop up, me and you showed up and wrangled the next week. We walked through the front door of the venue at the same time. And whenever he like, he was walking to the door as me and you came in and he was like, Hey, what's up boys? What's up TJ? What's up Rob? And then I just was taken aback. It took me a second to answer. I'm like, Oh wait, are we cool again? What's like, he's <laughs> as much as I love him to death. He can, I understand it's a very stressful job. He's, yeah. he's, you know, I mean, just defending Drew. Obviously, I don't know much about what Matthews does in Impact. Defending Drew, he is booking, honestly, one of the biggest promotions in Georgia. It's got an Impact Plus deal, which is nothing to scoff at. It got a lot of high-dollar talent, you know. I get it. It's a stressful gig, not to mention. Very layered individuals. It's a difference, like, like, when a person is also a brand, I think it gets really hard for them to separate the two at times. Like, there's sometimes they got to be the brand. They got to, you know, like, I can't really buddy up. Like, I've had a shitty day. Things aren't going right. Whatever. I have to focus on turning this around and all that. Like, that's something I'm just like, not just like, you know, guys like Doc and Josh. Like, I've worked with a lot of big names now. And it's like, they, they all seem to share that common correlation. Like, if they're in that big superstar, like, I'm making six figures a year. You know my name no matter what. Yeah, they, they, you know, they come in modes and you're like, you're never quite sure what mode they're going to be in. So that's one thing I've learned, like going from show to show to show. And it's like one person, I see this guy and that guy and that guy, or this lady and that lady. And I'm like, you know, I kind of like, yeah, I kind of test the waters first before I decide how chitty chatty I'm going to be with them. Cause you know, it's, you never know. Yeah. I've had those days too with people where they, I come to a show and it's like, they just, I can tell. Like I'm enthusiastic. I'm telling them about something. They're just like, eh. well, it's like, I guess you just don't know how their day has gone or what's going on with them. You know, it's people. There's you know. definitely that. And there's another thing that goes with it. That to me is even more aggravating. Cause like, I can totally understand if like 
you just got shit going on on in your mind that I just can't even comprehend. Like that's one thing, but another thing that, and I'm curious, I want to see you've been first off before I go with this, how long have you been filming in the wrestling? Cause you've been doing this for a hot minute, right? This is my 10th year. Holy fuck. I didn't know you were a stone cold veteran. You're a grizzled young vet. Jeez. I've been, well, I mean, I've only done it in Alabama. Like uh, that's where I'm from. Yeah. And for the first four or five ish years, it was honestly considered all over the country a wrestling desert. It still kind of is. I I haven't heard that used in a while. So maybe we're getting over it. Um, we have like three pretty big major promotions now where we used to have like, oh shit, no one. No, we had well, we had one. We had GCW. Uh, it was run by Dan Sawyer. I don't know if you ever met Dan. He was at a few Larry Auto shows. I don't think uh, so. Uh, it's possible. Dan kind of gave so. me like one of one. Dan is one of the people that gave me like my break, and because it, it used to be the biggest thing down here. This is not obviously the GCW we're all familiar with now. There was another one down here, Global Championship Wrestling, um, and it was it was the hottest thing down here for a while. They had like the local TV deal. Yeah, this is before the day of Twitter. This is before, this is like, I think MySpace was a thing during this time. <laughs> um, yeah, and for a while, that was all that was going on. And there were some other shows going on. A friend of mine liked to refer to them as outlaw mud shows. Um, and he wasn't playing. They were definitely outlaw mud shows. It was a pretty weird scene. It still kind of is in some areas. Uh, there's still a lot of guys that want to like, they're not in it to grow. They're not in it to be a brand. They, they just want to have their fun. And that's fine. No, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. We just happen to have a higher number of that going on down here. But yeah, so for like, I've been doing it a long time, but it's like, it's been a slow burn for me being in the Southeast. Even when things started to kind of blow up, it was more out West. It was more Midwest. It was, you know, it kind of just reached out. You've got Florida. Florida don't count. <laughs> <laughs> it's like some sort of pop culture wall between us and Florida. And uh, But yeah, like it's been a slow burn. But yeah, 10 long fucking years. I think I've hit, at least eight or nine different states now since then. Well, in that time, you know, to to go back to the question that I was going to ask in that time, and this is a thing that, I guess, so I'm, I'm still very green to this, as you know, for anybody listening that, you know, maybe didn't listen to the pilot episode where I talked about this. I've been in this for less than a year. I've been in this for like nine months. Uh, I've only been broadcasting for, I'm I'm actually looking at the calendar, seven of those nine months. And one of the things that I can't get used to is you've got the guys and this bothers me more than the guys that are just having a bad day. You've got the guys that like, whenever they are a certain character, they're that guy. Like it might not be as turned up as they are on screen, but like whenever you meet certain guys backstage, like if they're a heel on the show, they're fucking heel backstage. Like how have you encountered any of that? And do you fucking hate it as much as I do? Honestly, truthfully, mine's been the exact opposite. The nicest people in the world have better the heels. Now you're not right. There's a few Usually, out there yeah. that definitely just yeah blow ups of their personality, but not, from my experience, most of the assholes have been faces. That that tends to be how it works. That, that that really does. Like like a lot of the heels are the nice guys, but then like even like little things like and this is you know one of my favorite guys in the business, and I maybe I'm just looking into it too much. John Schuyler was a lot easier to talk to whenever he was a face. <laughs> I my first ever interview was or one of my first interviews whenever I was still working for a talking shop was with John and he yeah. was he was this he was the hottest baby face maybe next to Fry Daddy and Laser and Lariato super easy to talk to great he's a great talker had a good had a good conversation with him and then you know EY gets hurt 
we on a dime turn Skylar heel, which I had no fucking idea why. My first match that I called was his heel match. His debut as a heel. And I'm sitting behind the table going, why is he a fucking heel? He was literally just a baby face like three weeks ago. I noticed his demeanor change backstage. That's not to say that he's an asshole because he's the furthest thing from it. He's not as approachable as he used to be. And he's definitely got an intensity to him now. And it just drives me nuts because I know why. Like you just being a fucking heel. Like you're he's not being a dick, but like you see it. Yeah. Okay. No Skyler's pretty passionate. Like one thing about him, Very. I think I, I think when when he knows he's, you know, gonna have to be an asshole, you know, <laughs> out at the ring. Yeah, I guess he kind of warms up. Like a lot of people do that. It's like a method acting thing with guys. Like I kind of knows that too. Like sometimes they'll they'll kind of keep it. It's like they they they're still burning it off. It's like an aftershock of it at times. Um, I've noticed that too with Skyler. He already kind of struck me as a bit of a guarded individual already. Yeah. That's why I don't, I don't really bother him much. I think I worked like four shows with with John before he even knew my name. Gave him distance, and he never really made an effort to come meet me either. But it was like usually when people do that, I'm like, hey, you just want space. And I'm cool with that because, you know, he's a pretty big name. I'm sure he gets it a lot. That's one thing I do yeah. in general when I'm working with guys like him and, and you know, abroad is, is like, I know these guys get hounded, so I give them space. Um, but he's a nice guy. The, the bit of interaction with him has been great. Yeah, at that last show, though, for sure, Ringo, yeah, he definitely had more of an intensity to him. Uh, we shot a great post tape after he won, man. And it, like, I wanted to talk about that. So, so great, like my, my favorite thing about this post tape, and I know exactly what you're talking about. Me and you were in the locker room just before this, getting ready for the show. I was getting dressed. And me and you were talking about, because I was, because Drew had just come in there and was putting your your filming over and was putting just everything that you put into the shows. They look amazing whenever they come out on Impact Plus. And, uh, and me and you were talking about, well, you know, what kind of stuff do you like? And you were like, well, I'm a big New Japan fan. And that's, I kind of just think, you know, what would they do? Me and you both love New Japan. And then we both go sit behind the hard cam for a little bit. And while we're there, John comes up to you and he's got this idea for a post-match promo. And then the first thing out of his mouth is, do you ever watch New Japan? And me and you just popped. <laughs> like, know where this is going. <laughs> right, right. Oh, shit, yeah. That's exactly how it turned out, too. I even, like, kind of messed the colors up, too, and made them, like, less saturated and stuff, so it looked just more that look. It was so good, man. It was so pure. I loved it, man. I wish I could get more like that. Just, we didn't do a lot of jazzing up or anything. John just fucking spoke from the heart into the camera, and it was great. I love that promo. No, it was so I cannot wait for that one to go up on Impact Plus. We've still got that one and we got the last Lions one that have to go up. So when the I I can't wait for it. That Ringgold show was so fucking good. I it, it I was. It, there was so like the room was beautiful. Yeah, that was a pretty venue. It was I mean, London, there was this shock it was deceptively dim, but it looked pretty damn good on camera. It turned out well. You know, and and on that, like, you know, I've seen pictures of you online you've been you filmed shows outside you film shows in a fucking barn <clears throat> rome georgia you've 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 been in all kinds of spots you know what are i know that that ringgold spot was i know one of my favorites that i've ever got to work in what are like some of your highlights as far as venues because as the camera guy as the guy that you know overall how this show looks is on you the venue is very important for you is it not absolutely um, are you talking about like as far as the quality of the camera footage it produces or just how pretty the venue is itself? Well, I mean, if it's two different answers, let's take them both. But I mean, I imagine it just is. the aesthetic of the venue really adds to it. It is like, like, for example, take another one. 
like it was a nice really pretty colorful like warm room but the light wasn't very bright so a lot of those colors don't translate out um i know uh let's say screw camera quality um the prettiest venue i think i have seen so far uh decalb theater okay in fort Payne, alabama that place was pretty um it used to be an old movie theater that they converted into another type of venue and renovated it's really gorgeous there um an honorable mention would be the ardmore venue that is no longer there it used to be a nudie theater hell yeah it's rumored anyway but i'm pretty sure it's true they even still had the old like projectors in the top and they were like those from the 30s like Ten thousand fucking pound, like you need a crane to move movie projectors. It was dope. I love that venue. That's awesome. Now, as far as like the ones that really make it like razzmatazz on camera, like when you watch it in a video, it looks like TV. Definitely the Espacio in Norcross. That place produces probably the best looking footage I've ever produced uh, with uh, Mucha Lucha, or, or yeah, it's Mucha Lucha Atlanta. Gosh, so many, it's hard to keep the names straight. Um, that is some of the prettiest footage I've ever gotten. Like, I hate I have to miss their next show. It's in October, and I'm already shooting uh, some other thing in Bama. Yeah, that, man, that's pretty stuff. That and the uh, the action building. Of course, everybody knows Southern Honor yep. Wrestling. They take their production mega seriously. Yep. And their camera crew is awesome. Honestly, their camera crew is some of the best and purest people I've ever worked with. They're great people. They really, 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 really care. That venue, because of it's just its lighting and their screens, man, that you you watch the footage from Southern Art Wrestling and you compare it to other stuff like that's mainstream, man. And I think it's I think it stands out. Like it's such a pretty, pretty place. Um as far as like the super indies go, like that's yeah. a it's it's a gorgeous the video, like watching it. I think that that place is is one of the places that I'd much rather actually be in. There's some places I'd rather watch it on TV, but you know, and and I know that I've got opinions about maybe one or two of the people in charge there. One that I'm not a super big fan of. I know you probably got your own opinions, but but it's as far as like <laughs> as far as being there though, like that's such a great environment that they created. Man, they all just care so much. And so I don't know, man. When I go to Southern Honor, I know I'm I am more of an outsider that's visiting. I feel like I am a mercenary amongst Same. another sovereign nation's army, you know. But it's like, I loved it. The energy, you just tell how passionate everyone is. And now they're all just this well old machine. I'm just like, man, like, I love that. I, you know, they, they could teach a lot of other promotions how to smoothly run a video-oriented wrestling production because they've got it down to a routine that's just perfect. Well, like, I mean, shit, they've got people involved with that that work for AEW. You know, like yeah. they've got some, they got some big dicks involved with it. Their booker is also involved with AW. Yeah. Like they've got some, they, they got some names. You know? And and I get the whole, the outsider feeling. Cause I'm always there now. Like I didn't realize I was always there now, but since Zicky started working there, I've been there for every match that he's had. Because yeah. I've got it. Well, except for one, I missed one. Cause it was a Lariato show night, but I'm always there filming for his Twitch. And then, you know, I'll every once in a while get in on it. That one time that you were there filming me and I was there next to you filming for the Twitch while you were filming the actual show. But yeah, I get the same feeling like, cause like there's a lot of uh, pride in that company, especially whenever a certain person gets on the microphone and likes to talk about it. 
And I'm, I'm a homer for Larry Otto and I just get kind of aggravated. I'm just like, yeah, you're doing, you're doing fucking great right now. But did you yeah. just have Rich Swan versus John Schuyler in a 30 minute main event? No, you did fucking not. <laughs> One thing about them that is their most powerful asset is the, their promotion is it's like, uh, you know, and for, I'm going to piss so many people off saying this, but I don't care. Most wrestling promoters don't know how to promote. Like they, you know, yeah. they, they're 90% of the promoters you see out there. They're not really promoters. They're not promoting. What are they doing? They're they're renting a venue. They're booking talent. You know, these are all producer and booking roles. Where's the promoting? Yeah. It never happens. Like it's all over the place. And that's why they're supposed to like be hiring guys like myself and others because we know advertising and we know promoting. I'm not saying I'm a promoter. I am the promoter's weapons dealer. Uh, but there's no one buying the weapons. You know, there's no one's getting sponsorships. No one's. I get, I get it. This shit costs money. I get it. You know, it's like, but like, it's entertainment, and it's like you've always had to spend money to make money, and no one's really willing to do that. You know, they they love saying, "Oh, I'm a promoter." No, you're not a promoter. You have to promote to be a promoter, and that doesn't Facebook doesn't fucking count. No, putting your you fucking know, flyer on Facebook's only going to get you so far. Yeah, like they, they think, oh, well, I've, I've gotten a venue. I've gotten some guys that I've paid to do matches. I'm a promoter. You're not a promoter. You're an event organizer. You know, that's pretty much where they all stop the line is they want to say they're a wrestling promoter, but they stop the line at an event organizer. Like, yeah. you, you tell your locker room to share. Hey, guys, share the, that's your job. Yeah. Like the wrestlers, yeah, that's their job too. You book them on the show. They bring in money. That's not supposed to work, but you're the promoter. You're supposed to be telling everybody, I've got these guys, and they're supposed to be backing you up. And a lot of the times, promoters are just like, hey, guys, you're lucky you're even on the goddamn show, so promote it, and I'm just going to share it on Facebook and tag the promotion 10 or 20 times and never leave my freaking house or never make any phone calls or never make any emails. You, these, most of these guys don't even get a damn food truck out there. They do nothing. They don't develop any sort of relationship or partnership. And it's frustrating. That's, that's one thing coming over to you guys, neck of the woods, man. Because when I go to Georgia, I'm just 10, man. I see some kind of something there that's for the fans that's outside of the wrestling that involves some promotion, like a partnership. Or it's lazy. It's very lazy. That's one of the things that kept us in the dirt for so long is everyone wants to stop the line at the promotion part. And they just want to do all the organizing. No, no, absolutely. And and that, yeah, like you said, that that complacency is not going to get you very far. And that was kind of a deal. Like there was, like I'm, you know, originally from Louisiana. There was an indie out there. But I didn't even find out about it till it was too late. Cause like they're, they're not, Georgia's a whole nother beast. Georgia wrestling in Georgia. It's like football in Texas. It fucking means something. Yeah. No good. I you love know. it. I'm in Georgia a lot. Yeah. It's a whole different universe over there for it. There's a bunch of amazing promotions out here. You know, obviously I'll put Larry Otto over all the time. I kind of wind up putting Southern honor over cause I'm there regularly. Fuck there more than Larry Otto recently. <laughs> Hopefully that from, you know, hopefully sounds like that's going to change here soon, but you know, it's with, with the thing with Larry Otto too. And it's like, I don't know how fast, like you can definitely get into a position where like you're the flavor of the month. That happens to me a lot. When I work with anybody new and this includes anybody, not anybody, I always put it like, you know, we'll see, you know, like we'll see if we're working again in a month or two. Cause there are a lot of guys want to book me once or twice and then they just, they don't see the worth in it or we don't work out or whatever. 
Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm I'm pretty much like one of those. My whole my whole attitude with Larry Auto and them is just just enjoy the ride while it lasts, but don't like you know don't bet, don't don't bet your coins on it. Yeah, I'm trying to I'm trying my best to branch out right now for that same thing. Like this this it, nothing lasts forever, especially in this business, such a volatile fucking business. You know, I, I've I've made some some phone calls recently trying to I'm trying to do something else that I'm gonna I'm gonna say for a for a big announcement on the show one day, but. Uh, but but yeah I'm, I'm i'm trying to get out there i'm trying to get a, a people know that i've been i've i've been involved quote unquote with championship wrestling from atlanta but i'm not doing nothing i bought the balloons that were in the opening segment that aired this past weekend that's about all that i did but uh me and zicky are talking about me maybe doing something he liked what i had to show him it's just a matter of if he's got something for me now but, you know, coming past that, like, obviously, just from the experience that me and you share and Larry Otto, we've worked with some fucking names. We've had like, I know that you you talked about this after you had your your uh, your Kenny Omega match against Rich and Impact. You talked about putting shinies in your Pokédex. What are some other shinies that you've added over the years? Who are some guys that like, you know, the fan TJ was like, I can't believe I'm doing this. I can, I can, is this, is this giving me permission to name drop? I can name drop, name now. drop whoever the fuck you want. Damn. Like Jake, the snake was definitely one. Ricky, the dragon steamboat, uh, Carlito. I love Carlito. Mm-hmm. Um, First indie I ever went to Carlito was in the main event. Really? Yeah. Was it a UCW? It was UCW. <laughs> I, sh- I probably shot it. I don't know. It was like in. It. it was here in Athens back in 2018 or 2019. One of the two. Man, maybe, maybe I used to work with UCW. I don't think they video anymore, but I used to do the video. Yeah, that was uh, John Morrison was pretty cool. Him and PJ Black were at a UCW show, and that was pretty pretty epic for me. Oh, uh, Friday I worked with Kevin Nash. That was sweet. Oh fuck yeah! I met him at a meet and greet one time. Seems like a cool guy. That's what this was. It was just filming footage for a meet and greet. I didn't like shoot his match or anything, but still, it counts. God damn it. No, absolutely. <laughs> it totally fucking counts. Um, yeah, I man, it's been a lot. Hell, another thing about it, you know, the only person I'd really like to get at this point now, I think that would really just send me over the moon is Sting. Because I was a big Sting mark when I was a kid. But man, where he's at, look, like, I'm not it's like, tough. I got lucky to make it to Impact. I'm not discounting myself at all, but man, like, I know AEW's photographers. Those guys make me look like shit. They are supremely good dudes. Ooh, man, they're good. Like, I can try. I'm going to keep, don't, don't get me wrong. I'm going to try. I'm going to keep trying until I die. Man, those guys are good as shit. I, you know, I, I like that I know them because they forced me to step my game up because I'll feel proud of something or whatever. And then they'll post something that they did at AEW or abroad or whatever. I'm just like, oh, okay, like <laughs> I gotta keep trying. <laughs> well, I mean, I fuck, dude. I, at this point, I think that just for, you know, this is this is my 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 lesson. If I can give you any lesson in the wrestling business from the little bit that I know, this is something that I want all the listeners to heed. Going to AEW and failing could be the best thing that ever happened to you, and I would love that opportunity. If I could go to, to AEW, give me five seconds behind the commentary table and just fail my fucking ass off, I'd love it. They they brought Zicky out there just to bury him, and he got shit off in his fucking match. And then a couple of weeks later, I'm with him whenever he gets offered his job at Impact. So please, yeah. AEW, if you want to bury somebody, call me and TJ. We would love it. <laughs> 
Yeah, that's the way I took it, man. Once once my run ended there, which they never even told me why, by the way. They gave me the nicest, uh, uh, like, we got to let you go letter ever. It was from Josh directly. He was just like, you know, hey, we're they said, you know, we're going to make an educated decision, so we're going to use some other people. You know, but he's like, it has nothing to do with your work. He said, you did an amazing job. I truly mean that. That's exactly how he worded it in the email. And I know him. He's not the type to, to glad hand you. So yeah. it was like, I don't know. It was weird, but I just, I'm just, like you said, I'm just happy that now it's like they know who I am, you know, yeah. and I'm going to keep trying to get bigger and better. Obviously I'm not going to quit, but a lot of people don't get that far at all. No. So especially no, just, for me being from where I'm from, like, yeah. damn, oh God, like, shit. The world's against <laughs> you at that point. Like, it's definitely it's uphill as fuck from there. Well, Man. it's like, I, I got so lucky that, you know, I got broke in by Bob Keller. Like, if there's a fucking better guy to have on your team, please find him and tell me about him. Y'all, you're, you're so lucky to have Bob, man. Yeah, Bob's Bob's a great dude. Like, I wish I lived closer to Bob. I totally hang out with Bob Keller. That guy's like, the, uh, the last uh, Larry Auto run, again, no, no hotel. Um, she just fucking said something to me, brother. I'd have took care of you. I just, yeah, I'm weird about that. I hate uh, invading people's peace like that, you know. Um, I had to fucking sleep with Zicky in Dublin. You want to talk about a night that I was not getting any goddamn sleep? <laughs> if you ever get a chance to share a hotel room with Zicky, I don't recommend it. <laughs> like a good time, man. I don't know. Though. Like, Zicky, it wasn't. <laughs> Zicky down, man. I, I actually uh, bought one of his Zicky Dice grinders. That's one of the, I've, I never buy merch. I oh, never buy grinder. I do. I, I sell, I put that motherfucker over so much whenever I'm with him at Southern Honor. Yeah. I do. One, my, one of my favorite stories about the Spice Grinder, we were in Dublin. And uh, I think I might have even been filming for the talking shop vlog or something. And some kid comes walking by this like, dude, this kid wasn't even 10 years old and points at the grinder and goes, what's that? And then me and Zick look at each other. And I was like, oh, it's a spice grinder. You use it for basil. It's great for spaghetti. And then he goes, oh, I like spaghetti. Then he looks at his dad and he tells his dad, he goes, he goes, uh, he goes, we need to get one of these. And his dad goes, no. And then walks away and then looks at me and says, thank you. Because he like, he saw like whenever the kid asked what it was, like his dad looked like, what are you guys about to tell my kid? <laughs> it's for baked spaghetti. <laughs> <laughs> so like, God. so, you know, we, you know, we brought up, obviously worked with some big fucking names in 10 years, there's gotta be. I, I know that we can say now with Skyler, Skyler's going to be in a year or two, he's going to be one of the biggest names in wrestling. And we saw him before he got signed with impact. Who are some people that you worked with before they wound up crossing over into one of the big, uh, big territories? Ben Buchanan is a recent okay. he just debuted on NXT. Yep. I shot his first match and the first match he refed. So like me and him go away, but that's actually the first, uh, uh, first for me in a career is, I shot a kid's first match. Then now he's on NXT. Like, that's pretty cool. Uh, Leon Ruff. I shot him a few years ago at New Level Pro. A.F. Okay, Herrera. She's a ref currently with NXT. Uh, Mike Posey. He's AEW's referee. O'Shea Edwards. That's my dude. He's in, uh, oh, shit. He's in Ring of Honor. Uh, mm -hmm. I feel like an honorable mention should go to... Well, I didn't work with Zombie Dragon before he went overseas, I don't think. But, like, I love that kid to death, so I'm going to mention him. He's doing really cool stuff. He moved to China, I I'm believe. Sure. Forgive me, uh, Zombie, if I'm mistaken. I think he moved to somewhere around China. Man, he's been killing it. Like, I envy that kid so much. You and him would get along. He develops games. 
Oh fuck yeah! I think he just put a game out on Steam recently. I mean, he's a really good kid. If you ever, if you ever work a show with Zombie Dragon Man, that kid's great. You'll love him. I'll keep an eye um, out for that. Austin Theory, Devin Austin Theory. Yeah. God, man, I'm old. There's a I lot wish of- I, I wish I would have got the chance to see Austin on the Indies before he uh, before he went to WWE. Like I was yeah. familiar with him because whenever I moved to Georgia was shortly before he signed with WWE. And I had opportunities, but I never went to go see him. But yeah, he was one of those guys. I remember him and AC Mack had a program and some promotion. I can't remember. And I fucking love AC Mack. Love AC so. Mack. I love AC Mack so much, man. I never see him, but maybe like four times a year. But every time I do, he's probably like weirded out by how happy I am to see him. <laughs> the fantastic performer. He's such a good dude. I love AC Mack. So, you know, if there's anything, you know, obviously. 10 years you've been busting your fucking ass just to get where you are right now. Is there any advice that you can give anybody that, you know, is curious about getting into this line of work, being a photographer or a, or a videographer production, anything for wrestling? Yeah. uh, Honestly, one thing I can say is do not make it your main thing. I got really lucky, man, for real. I got very, I don't know what it was just a perfect storm for me. To be able to pay my bills doing mostly wrestling and not having to resort to like weddings and stuff but man like if you have a skill set like that like photography or art don't put all your eggs in one basket build a stronger market somewhere where there's a lot more money to be made like money that will really pay your bills because it's like if you want to be a purist and go no i just want it that's cool like you just want to do wrestling but like that's going to require a lot of money and a lot of security it took me 10 years you know to get to where i am but it didn't have to i just put i put way too much focus on wrestling i didn't take enough commercial jobs i didn't take enough of the boring stuff you know um build a solid foundation out of wrestling i know you hear that a lot and it does transcend all the roles because it's like if you're going to make money in just wrestling you really got to hustle hard and like it can consume you like, I have a shitty social life, for real. I don't really go out <laughs> much at all. And it's because, you know, I work a lot. I have to hustle so hard. Like, if, you know, if I don't have three shows to edit, I've got to figure out how to get three shows to edit. And so it, it can be all-consuming. So I've, I've kind of rectified now. I've got some foundations built now, but I do wish I had done them earlier or before. Um, and for God's sake, do not go to school for fucking television and film production unless it's a really prestigious school that will help you with networking don't go to community college like the first thing my community college teacher told me in film school was you're making a horrible mistake being here he's like because you legitimately can learn everything you need online in 10 years i've worked on million dollar things i've worked on hundred dollar things none of them cared about my diploma a diploma only really matters in cameras if you're going to go and do something corporate. Like, say, no, I want to go work with the WWE doing camera work. Then you'll need that degree. If you just want to go, you know, be the Jonesy or be the TJ or, you know, don't need it. <laughs> but only only corporations, only guys that are going to, like, give you 401ks and make you work 40 hours a week really, really care. In my, in my experience, now, granted, I'm just a schmuck. But this is my personal experiences. Yeah. Like build a foundation and don't go spending thousands and thousands of dollars on an education you can acquire elsewhere unless you just need that that accreditation. You know, you need that piece of paper. 
because you want to go and work at a corporation. A lot of guys I know do that. And they go work for, I do work for Charter, Charter Communications. I do work for um, a lot of different people, like local businesses. Like I have a foundation built outside of wrestling that allows me to be so outward, you know. In short, build a foundation. Don't put your all your eggs in one basket. And don't go to school unless you're going to want to go work for, you know, Fox or something. Yeah. Wrestling, if you're like, no, I want to do this for wrestling, eh, you're probably okay. All right. Well, you know what, man? I, I know that me and you could sit here and talk for fucking hours, and I'm going to save that because this is not going to be a one and done with, with, uh, with TJ on the main event heat podcast. There's going to be a part two, brother. It's probably going to be next year. We'll be working on part seven. I promise Entire you. Strikes back. <laughs> but, uh, you know, before I let you go, anything you want to plug? Uh, uh, this weekend, I'll be at New Level Pro in Florence, Alabama. I don't know when this podcast is dropping. Uh, Monday. <laughs> Monday. He, he uh, was. Last Saturday, <laughs> last Saturday, I was at New Level Pro. Uh, well, shit, what do I got? After, after that, I'll be in Mississippi filming EPW. And ironically, after that, a week later, I'll be at Southern Honor Wrestling filming their uh, th- th- three-year anniversary. That's right. Is it still here? Still that's here. Right. Three-year um, anniversary. I will terrible. be there as well. I will be filming another thing. <laughs> Isn't that the war game? Isn't that the war games one? Isn't that the one yeah. with like? Yeah, yeah. It's 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 not teams though. It's like it's just six guys and and and. That's why they brought me in too. That, that explains it because he was like, "I need the extra angles." And I watched these. It's gonna be crazy, you know. Okay, and then I saw them talking about it. I was like, "Oh, I've never done a war games. That'll be a first, even for me." So. Yeah, the promo at the end of the last show uh, didn't explain it very well, but I wound up putting two and two together afterwards. But I'll be there too. I'm at, that makes me really happy because that means I'll get to see you first time uh, since July. Oh yeah, man, looking forward to it. Where can uh, where can everybody find you on social media? Uh, well, I have a erratic aperture on Facebook. I don't use it much. Uh, I mostly do things through the personal. Um, I'm a terrible businessman. <laughs> Facebook we just talked about this. <laughs> I don't want to give Facebook any of my money. I just don't. I just don't. I mean, I'm, I'm old school, man. Yeah, I get I, I get my work through like word of mouth and stuff. And that's why I'm poor. I like it. <laughs> but, but no, I'm on social. I mean, I'm, I'm Magic Cat 42 on Instagram. I use that every now and then. Yeah, Erratic Capture on Facebook, Twitter. Um, on Twitter, Erratic TJ. Uh, I've been getting more into that, even though Twitter hates me. Twitter hates me. I have like 600 followers. Even after all this, if I was posting the Kenny stuff, look at me. I got like 10 followers. Like Twitter fucking hates me. <laughs> yeah, Twitter, Twitter's a good spot. Twitter and Facebook. It was so awesome getting to talk with TJ. TJ, thank you so much for coming on the show. I really do appreciate having you. And yeah, that's this is not a one and done. We can talk for hours. So I'm probably going to make it a point to hit up TJ every couple of months and come on and do an interview. He is He's really good at his job, guys. If you guys go and check out uh, the Impact Plus app and go watch some Larry Otto stuff, he's the guy that filmed all of that. And he does a really, really good job. Not to mention the countless other promotions he's worked for, Mucha Lucha, Atlanta, Southern Honor, so many more. He's a really sought-after individual in the wrestling world. There's a reason that a lot of people are calling him for bookings because they know he is damn good at his job. So if any of you guys need anything filmed or you need some pictures taken and you want to make sure that you get the right person for the job, I highly recommend contacting TJ Burks. You got his social media info, Erratic Aperture, Erratic TJ on Twitter. Check him out. And yeah, once again, TJ, thank you so much for coming on the show. I love you, brother. I can't wait to see you again soon. And for everybody else, thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of Main Event Heat. So many great things are happening on this show. Thank you guys so much for being along for the ride. 
And once again, thanks for hanging out. Ahem. <clears throat>